This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. The Trudeau Liberals are in damage control trying to cool the anger over their proposed tax changes for small business. This time, the Prime Minister is getting in on the act. He's at a Stouffville pizza parlor to announce a cut to the small business tax rate. Now, this is a campaign promise that they made, a promise that has been ignored. The previous government was also set to bring that in, but the finance minister cancelled that cut and froze the rate at 10.5%. Bill Morneau, the finance minister, of course, is taking heat for failing to disclose his family's French villa, not to mention that none of his tax reform proposals hit the super-rich, like himself and Justin Trudeau. And as for the tax rate cut, it may or may not make a difference depending on what they do with those other measures that enable incorporated businesses to get some tax breaks. Tax breaks that businesses say they need in order to prepare for a rainy day or a maternity leave or other eventualities. So, with the Liberals now neck in neck with the Conservatives in the latest poll, will this be enough? What do you think? Numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. Right now, we go to Aaron Woodrick with the Canadian Taxpayers Federation and Mike Van Solen at Navigator. Gentlemen, thanks for joining us. Welcome. Great to be here. Thanks for having us. Okay, let's start with you, Mike. What do you make of the way this has been unfolding? Well, this is uh, damage control. Uh, the Liberals uh, got out over their skis on this. I think it's really instructive for Canadians to see how they originally uh, ruled this out, the language they used, the willingness to characterize anybody who works in a small business as wealthy Canadians, and to use really wedge politics to to divide uh, divide entrepreneurs from everyday middle-class Canadians and their language and you know when they suggested so uh, arrogantly I would suggest that you know they were making these changes to give uh, to give middle-class Canadians a fair shake um, suggesting that you know um, of course that middle-class Canadians can't be people who work on a farm or can't be people who run a business so whatever they do today um, you know will only be about trying to put that toothpaste back in the tube um, and I expect you know this this is a government that still has still has you know I, I get this uh, polls have softened a bit but still has a lot of support um, I'm, I'm sure they will carry on from this but I think anybody who's been affected by this um, is going to remember very clearly sort of the motivations uh, of this government the language they used their 
their willingness to use entrepreneurs as a uh, uh, as a target uh, in their effort to uh, you know get reelected. So um, we'll see how it plays out. I, I'm suspicious uh, that uh, I don't believe that every, people who've been affected, people who are running businesses, are going to forget uh, how this was originally positioned and rolled out. Well, yeah, and we still don't know exactly um, what they're going to do. Aaron Woodrick, and, and I'd also like to make the point that in ter- they did cut the tax rate for middle-class Canadians, say between 75 and uh, something over $100,000, but, but they cancelled other tax credits, so th- the people in that bracket are also paying more. Aaron? Yeah, look, uh, you know, the Fraser Institute put a study out that showed pretty clearly that in spite of that middle-class tax cut, uh, overall, Canadians are paying more tax because there have been, of course, a number of other ways this government has raised taxes. And, you know, I think Mike has pretty much hit the nail on the head. This is a government that's tried out. I think they're on their fourth argument now about why they wrote out these changes. First, it was about closing loopholes. Then it was about, uh, you know, soaking the rich. Uh, then it was about investment. And now, suddenly today, they, they you know, remarkably are trying out a promise to cut the business tax rate, uh, which they had originally promised and then gone back on, and now they're rolling it out as if it's a, a great thing. So on the one hand, you know, uh, you know, we can be cynical, and I know that other politics is behind this, but it sounds like they are listening. They recognize that the, the political damage is big on this, and so they have to backpedal. Um, and, you know, we're a group that likes low taxes, so we're going to look and see as the week goes on. I understand they're going to be rolling out different measures throughout the week. At the end of the week, you know, will people have more money in their pockets or not after these changes? That's what's important to us. Uh, you know, I think if the government's serious that this is about tax reform and it's not revenue, uh, then they're going to have to make sure that the changes they make leave more money in Canadians' pockets or certainly don't take any more out at the very least. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike, um, I've... I'm curious about the political fallout. So on the one hand, what I saw in polling on this is that even though they were taking a lot of heat from the business community, uh, Mm -hmm. that if you did polling, there was still a majority of people who were in favor of these changes. On the other hand, uh, you have a situation with the finance minister, Bill Morneau, uh, who seemed you know, wounded that people were getting at him because he's extremely wealthy and none of these changes affect the very rich. Uh, It it seems incredible to me that that no one anticipated that. You know... um and that, so on the first point, to sort of take those those as, as two questions, on the first part about how this plays, I, you know, I do, I'm always sort of conscious of the idea or, or the reality that the Liberals are great campaigners. So when they go out and position something like this, uh, I, you know, they like they probably know what they're doing. And while there's a huge reaction from the business community and others, um, you know, we, we have to accept that they know who they're voters are and um, and I think you know and I worried about the conservatives coming out really hard uh, against it because you know it just sort of feeds into some narratives of, of the conservatives you know fighting for wealthy tax cuts I don't think it's the reality uh, but um, but I think the liberals know what they're doing so uh, now the, the outcry has been worse than they expected and uh, people haven't behaved and sort of gone back to their corners and this is why they're doing damage control to Today, um, as for Morneau, uh, you know, yeah, I, I don't know if they never anticipated this. Uh, you know, clearly he he came to the this job with with all the. Uh 
with the, the record of achievement he had in business. So, and with that, uh, the, the, you know, the results of that in his family businesses, he's a very wealthy man. So, um, when you uh, when you go down this path, um, you can expect that people are going to look a little bit harder at his own his own wealth and and how it's organized and and the, you know his filings with the ethics ethics commissioner. So, uh, I, I don't know that this should be a surprise, and uh, I'm not sure if this is smoke uh, more smoke than fire. But uh, I guess we're going to find out in the coming days and weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Woodrick, what do you make of the finance minister's performance on this? Well, look, I, I don't think anyone would be giving uh, Bill Morneau rave reviews here. And, and I think, you know, again, to Mike's point, uh, this is a government that thought they had a political winner here. Uh, whether it was out of neglect or indifference, they thought they could frame this narrative as going after a bunch of rich people. Instead, it blew up in their face and instead enraged the entire entrepreneurial small business class. Um, you know, and when accountants and tax lawyers got their hands on these changes, they started pointing out all kinds of unintended consequences. Uh, and, you know, I think the government is, is like, don't get me wrong, they're right to address some of this. We are among the groups who've called them, called upon them to address some of it. The question is whether or not what they actually roll out over the course of this week, um, uh, you know, fixes any of the damage. And I think there's going, there is a lot of damage to fix. As Mike has said, it is a, a lot about broken trust. I can tell you that at CTF, you know, I've never heard this kind of feedback, anything close to this. Um, and, and in many cases from people who were liberal voters or sympathetic to the liberals, uh, and now we're, we're seen as, uh, you know, they're actively hostile towards them. So, you know, we're going to be watching this closely. Uh, usually we're a group that likes to come out pretty fast and take a position, but, you know, there's the devil's in the details here. And so it's important that we sort of see the full picture before we know whether it's, it's good or bad for most Canadians. Well, what do they have to fix? Uh, apparently the prime minister is getting in on the act and he's going to reassure, reassure people that really what they're doing is only going to affect the uh, extremely wealthy people. Uh, so what do you think they would be correct to fix? Or um, what about, uh, you know, what they what should they not be touching? Well, look, the, the, I guess the first uh, yellow flag there is that that's what they said in the first place. They said all along for two months that, no, you know, nobody in the middle class had to worry. This was only going to be rich people affected. Now today, of course, they're saying, oh, don't worry. You know, I, I, it's, the devil is still in the details. And so they're going to have to put out detailed legislation before people's minds are, are at rest about this. And, 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 you know, yes, it's definitely going to be better if they put things like caps and limits and thresholds that ensure that people... Uh, that are really just middle class, people who are making, say, less than $100,000 a year, are not impacted the way that people making millions of dollars a year are. Because that, I think, the fundamental problem here has been this government uses words like rich and fairness. Those are very subjective words. And for some people, rich means 100 grand. But in the city of Toronto or Vancouver, that's pretty much just middle class. And when people say rich, they're thinking of, you know, multimillionaires. So it really depends on, on uh, the details of these measures. Well, I, I just uh, received one of the details. So they are um, r- the way the rollback of the small business tax is going to work is that it's going down to 10 percent in January uh, and then of 2018 and then to 9 percent in 2019. So uh, it's going to be rolled rolled in over two years. Yeah. 
And remember, this is a uh, this is a camp campaign promise that they had broken. Uh, so uh, maybe maybe it speaks to the the, the difficulty they're having on, on this file in general. Uh, but, but they're they're uh, they're breaking a broken promise. Um, the, the Conservatives uh, had had sort of passed this. Uh, I don't know if the timelines fit exactly, but these are these are uh, small tax uh, reductions that were passed by the Conservatives that the Liberals had said they would honor. Uh, then then you know said they wouldn't, and now said they are. So um, I you know I expect Aaron would agree. Uh, these overall tax uh, bringing down these overall numbers is important and helpful. Uh, certainly the devils will be the devil will be in the details and. Uh, um, you know that's why accountants get involved, and we'll have to see the fine print. Um, but I just go back to you know what were the what were the motivations, and uh, you know this is a government that was willing to sort of uh, drive a wedge between everyday Canadians and suggest that uh, entrepreneurs and small business owners were somehow not uh, you know not on the side of of middle class Canadians, were somehow all really rich and and preventing middle class Canadians from from getting a fair shake and. Uh, you know, it was a language as much as anything that I thought well, I know uh, people, was instructive. People were really offended because they were called loopholes. And I know that in the case of the doctors, like this is like the ultimate irony, is that another level of liberal government, the provincial government, encouraged doctors to incorporate uh, yeah. in 2005 in lieu of giving them a fee hike. And now they're they're being positioned, you know, not quite like tax cheats, but 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 people who are getting away with something, and uh, people are really angry about that. Absolutely, Libby. I gotta say, and Mike is bang on on this point. And you know, the the liberals and others have tried to frame this as just about greedy rich people, but I can tell you, there are many many small business owners where it wasn't even about the money; it was about the notion that they were some they were being vilified as if they were somehow doing something seedy or dishonest, that really offended a lot of people. And I think the government really is going to have a long climb back to win back the trust of those people because they feel like they were used uh, and, and, you know, uh, treated as if they were somehow doing something wrong when they take great pride in the fact they work hard, they're big contributors, they pay a lot of tax, they employ a lot of people, and they felt like the government was going after them. And and that's, that's really hard to undo. Okay, let's take a a quick call before we take a break. Uh, Louis, hello, Louis. Good afternoon. Uh, hi. Okay. Um, I I think that if they didn't give away all our money, I mean, to all these foundation refugees and everything else. Uh, okay, we, Louis. We, what about tax? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, we're taxed to death. I mean, they have to get money somewhere to pay off all of our debt. Uh, my doctor, he retired uh, just a few months ago. He still had a few years to go, and he says enough is enough. And he sent us all a letter saying that he was going to retire now. I think we're all being taxed to death. And I still feel that uh, they're going to probably get us one way or another in time. Okay, Louie, thanks for that. Bye. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Uh, I'm here on the line with Mike Van Solen from Navigator and Aaron Woodrick from the Canadian Taxpayers Federation. And I have some more details on what the government is doing with those tax changes. So uh, I'd like to hear from people if you think this is a good thing. 
if you're angry at the liberal government, is this enough to change your mind? So uh, we just found out that the uh, small business tax rate will be reduced by half a percent in January to 10 percent and then to 9 percent in 2019. Uh, However, we also just found that the government will not be changing the lifetime capital gains rules, which allows business owners to convert regular income into capital gains, which are taxed at a lower rate. I know that's something a lot of people uh, were worried about. So uh, small business people, does this make you change your mind? We still haven't heard on the most contentious part of the plan, uh, which was for so-called passive income, which means if you were saving for a maternity leave for your pension and you could keep the money in your business at the business tax rate until you take it out, they were going to disallow that. So so we have to see how that's treated. Aaron Woodrick, uh, what do you think of this new information? Look, say it is encouraging. And, you know, there's been information, for example, talking about saving for maternity leave in particular. This is a government that takes great pride in framing itself as as, uh, as feminist and you know, looking out for the interests of women. That was an area I think they were caught off guard. For example, doctors who were using passive investments to fund uh, their maternity leaves, which they obviously would not receive money for any other way. Um, so, you know, I- I'm glad that the government is paying attention to that. But the problem is now going to be if they're going to find ways to allow you to save for maternity leaves well what about uh, what about fathers what about other pressing issues say for example you have relatives that are very ill and you have to care for them there's going to be a a whole laundry list of things where people are going to say you know if you're allowed to save for that why can't i save for this so i think they're opening up a can of worms here part of the problem with these changes too libby is that they're very complicated and very complex and we already have a very complicated tax code and it seems like a lot of the changes they're introducing could actually make things uh, worse than they are today uh yeah uh, Mike? Yeah, uh, look, I, I, it'll be interesting in how they how they sort of ring-fence these, these different ideas. Uh, you know, I, I'm just inclined to believe that it's good to allow uh, organizations, corporations, to keep money within the business. Uh, that capital will get, will get used in, in meaningful ways to the economy. And uh, for the government to force, uh, force them to make, uh, you know, decisions and force them to push that money out uh, and use it in, in ways that are less efficient just uh, just doesn't make sense to me. I think there's uh, – so we'll have to see. I, I can't understand how they would possibly say uh, the money could be saved in the corporation for this purpose but not for that purpose. Yeah, that that seems uh, – it, it does seem difficult, but my understanding is that that particular change was going to be the cash cow of the whole thing and would yield something like $3 billion, Aaron. Yeah, yeah, it's, uh, it's, uh, sorry. Sorry, are you there? Hello? Hello, sorry, yeah, sorry. I hit you on mute there for a second. Okay, uh, yeah, so, uh, that, that particular measure was supposed to be the cash cow, and that's the one we haven't heard about. Yeah, the We seem to be having a phone problem. Aaron, can, can you, uh, hello? Hello? Yes. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, the uh, passive investments, that is definitely the big one, and it is definitely the one that the government was, uh, you know, to be fair, on the outset, they were clear that there were a lot of details to be filled in. Um, I understand that's going to be coming later this week, so we're going to see how they address that, but I suspect it's going to involve some level of of threshold where you'll be allowed, at the very least, to save up to a certain amount under your passive investments before any additional taxes kick in. 
That 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 would seem like a, a fair way of doing it, as opposed to saying you can you can save for maternity leave, but uh, no, you can't save for your retirement. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, no, that's fine, um, and that and that may in part get at it. You know, I I'm just my inclination is that uh, this money will be used uh, effectively by the company. One day it will come out of the corporation and will be taxed. And I get the desire of the Liberal government to pull this money forward so that they can tax it and uh, you know sooner than later. But these aren't funds that are disappearing. And I, I do believe that business owners and entrepreneurs are best able to make decisions about how money is used. And if they want to keep it in their corporation for, for a couple of years, for, for uh, you know, even if they haven't yet sort of figured out the exact reason, I think they should be allowed to do that. And, you know, the government and the tax man can, can cool their heels. This money will eventually come out of the corporation. They will eventually have a ta- an opportunity to tax it. And uh, we should leave it at that. But, uh, look, we will see, uh, it sounds like later this week, exactly how they plan to sort of design the rules around this. Um, and, and we'll look at it. But, uh, you know, my inclination, you know, the, my philosophy around this is that, uh, small business owners make really, you know, our, our best place to make decisions about how their funds are used, and and, and they should have as much freedom as possible to do that. What about the argument that uh, if you uh, let your money grow in that passive investment, rather than taking it out and paying the full tax on it before, then that you can, it's not fair because two people say with, with the same amount of different types of income will... Uh, have different amounts at the end of it because part of it is sheltered. Uh, Aaron, is that a fair criticism? Well, I guess the question I ask there is who is worse off as a result of of small business owners being allowed to put this in? They, they, you know, if the argument is that they are going to grow, their principal is going to grow more, and uh, the, you know, the investment income is going to mean a larger pot for them at the end. Well, that's good for them, and the government is also going to tax that larger amount, so they're also going to receive more revenue. So it's hard to see. It seems to me that the big concern is that the government is not getting their hands on this money uh, when it wants. It's going to get the money eventually, as Mike points out. So. It's, it seems to me that it's driven more by the, the need of the government to get it sooner uh, rather than it being concerned it's never going to get it at all. Okay, uh, we're running out of time on this. Uh, um, Mike, what would you like to leave us with on this? I just like to remind uh, Canadians to sort of look at this, um, be cautious of the language that's used around it. Uh, I believe that I believe in the contributions of you know small business people and entrepreneurs, and uh, you know it's my belief that you know governments of all stripes should be looking for ways to to help out these people, uh, make it easier to get into business, make it easier to employ other people. Um, so we'll look carefully at, at what they do, um, and the details will matter. Um, but I just think, you know, we should all be asking of our elected officials uh, for, for policies that are supportive of, of growing small and medium-sized businesses. Okay. And Aaron, what would you like to leave us with? Well, I just think it's important to point out that we, uh, we, the government already spends a lot of money. And uh, when they spend it well, there really is no need to go looking for more. And I think Canadians are happy to pay their taxes when they feel they could get good value for them. But when they're asked to pay more and their, their hospitals are still, still bad, uh, schools are not better for their kids, their commutes are still long, they get frustrated and they get angry. And I think that's what we've seen here is people frustrated at the government coming back for more uh, when they don't feel they're spending the money they already have very well. Okay, thank you to you both. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. 
You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.